Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Wednesday morning. So glad that you could join us. It's, of course, at 9 o'clock. Glenn Beck will be on the airwaves of WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Of course, there's a Midday game here between the Gastonia Honey Hunters as they take on the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs. And at this point, let's see if we can bring on the manager of the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs, Stan Clyburn. Stan, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on today. And, uh, yeah, we got down here in North Carolina yesterday. And uh, very nice down here, beautiful weather. And uh, let's play some ball today. Well, you certainly get an opportunity to do that. The second game of this three-game series against the Gastonia Honey Hunters. Now, Stan, for those that may not know this, uh, you're very familiar with this part of the world. A long, long time ago, you were a manager in the South Atlantic League. You were a pitching coach even in Gastonia for the 1992 season. You're a baseball lifer. You you told me yesterday you've been in this you've been in this game for how long? Fifty years now. I, I of course I was very fortunate to have a, a sixteen year playing career, and most of those years were spent in AAA out in the Pacific Coast League. And uh, you know I tell people of all the 15, 16 years that I spent in the minor leagues, it was all worth it because I did get to spend. One full season, 1980, uh, as a major league catcher for the uh, California Angels, now the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So, you know, I was 23 years old at the time and reflect back on those years. It was great to be in the big leagues that whole year. I think I was a little young, 23, to to be there and to be ready. But I, I did stay the whole year and, of course, went back to the minor leagues the rest of my career. But uh I think it kind of propelled me to what I'm doing now, and that's managing. I just finished uh, last year was my 33rd season. This year's my 34th season uh, in the managing and coaching ranks. And, uh, you know, if you add that up, 34 and 16, that's 50 years. So it's, that's quite a time in the, in the game, and uh, I've been very fortunate. Stan Clyburn here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Stan, when, when you look back, specifically with your with your playing career and I'll let you go whatever direction you want to with it what are some of the things that you hold most dear to your playing days was it the opportunity to travel the country was it the opportunity to be around the people you were around was it just being able to play in major league ballparks what was it for you that really sticks out of some of your some of your best memories well, pretty much you, you touched them all right there. And, and uh, you know, number one is, is uh, seeing this great country we live in, the United States. And, you know, even uh, years of going over to Venezuela and, and uh, Colombia, South America, Mexico, you know, here's a young guy that uh, 
grew up in in small town Mississippi, and you know, really growing up as a kid, didn't do a lot of traveling. My parents, uh, you know, would let Stu and I, my identical twin, who was also a major league pitcher, we'd go to you know over to uh, to Texas on our some trips to see uh, the Houston Astros and the Astrodome back in uh, back in those days in the mid '60s. Uh, I can look going over to Florida. We spent a lot of time down in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and Pensacola, Florida. Uh, but, but we were never really allowed to go through the state of Louisiana for whatever reason. I guess my parents, you know, being real strict, uh, the scared of the Mardi Gras and all the, the party and stuff, they have fun in Louisiana. But you know, that being said, now some of my best times are spent in Louisiana with uh, my friends over there that I manage a team in Alexandria. You should be in the old Southern League with Padres in Alexandria. I manage an independent team back there. So, yeah, the world traveling. Uh, on the other note, uh, being a major league baseball player was a goal of mine as a kid uh, growing up uh, in Little League and Pony League. Then all of a sudden I'm drafted in the fifth round out of high school. And I said, hey, here's your dream right here in front of you. Let's go get it. Well, 50 years later, I'm still – Still chasing that dream, but was fortunate enough to go to the major leagues, meet a lot of people, uh, a lot of stars out there in Los Angeles at the time. Gene Autry was our owner, and he really went after the big guys, you know, playing with Rod Carew and getting to play with, uh, you know, guys like Joe Rudy, Burke Campanaris. Those guys were one of those great 70 world champion Oakland A's teams. And, uh, you know, of course, Nolan Ryan was out there. And, uh, you know, just, just all the years, I mean, where'd they go? But uh, it's been a lot of fun. and. Uh, and still having fun, still managing here in the uh, Atlantic League with Southern Maryland and uh, just enjoying it as much as I did when I signed back in 1974. Stan Clyburn here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Stan, let me, let me ask you this. In 50 years, I mean, you've pretty much done it, covered it, coached it, played it. There's probably nothing in this game that you haven't seen. But let me, let me kind of dial back into your coaching days. Where was that pivot? Where was that transition to where you go from player to coach slash manager? Well, you know, it was 1988, uh, the brand-new team in Buffalo, uh, New York. We had uh, Pilot Field there, which was a venue that the great town of Buffalo had, uh, you know, built that beautiful stadium, hoping to get major league expansion there in Buffalo. Mindy Rich, uh, Mindy and Paula Rich, uh, Paul Rich were – with people who own that team. And I, I tell you, they, they, uh, Sid three have called me that year. Uh, I was, I think I was 32 years old and they said, Stan, uh, you know, we're a player coach here in Buffalo with Rocky bridges. You're not playing much. we got Tom Prince, a young catcher here. You're going to be the backup, but we want you to go manage our, our, our team in the second half, our, our rookie club in the New York Penn league, uh, up in, uh, Watertown, New York. So that's when I decided it took me three days to, kind of decide on that. I wanted to play till I was 35. So that was my goal. I was 32 at the time. So uh, I didn't know if I was quite ready, but, you know, when they doubled my contract, they called me and says, hey, we'll even double what you're making in AAA now. We'll double that and put your managing shoes on. And that's what I did. I took the job, and, uh, you know, I never looked back. Uh, I never, you know, really missed miss playing. I did get to play in the senior league in Florida, which was kind of a takeoff for players 33 and over, uh, kind of like the, uh, the the PGA uh, Champions Tour with the 50 and older guys. So I did get to play in that a couple of years down in Florida, kind of got the appetite wetted for still playing, but uh, I was ready. And uh, 
You know, it was funny. Uh, I remember the all-time winning his manager in minor league history, Stan Wozniak. I think he went on to win 2,500-plus games as a minor league manager. And they beat us in two, uh, 1977. The Lodi Dodgers beat the Salinas Angels in the California League Championship. I was a 20-year-old catcher for Salinas. Stan Wozniak, I think at the time, was a 58-year-old manager with the Lodi Dodgers. And, uh, and that day was his 2,000th win as a manager. It also was a California League championship. And I congratulated Stan that day. And I told him, you know, I said, if you, you know, if I ever get to manage a baseball team, says 2,000 wins. Wow, that's a lot of wins. I said, I want to I wanna set my goal as a manager to, to win 2,000 games. And that was a goal I set in 1977. My first manager job was, uh, you know, 12 years later or 11 years later in 88 and been at it ever since. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, I'm closing in on that 2,000 wins. Uh, I think right now I'm standing at 1,921, so I'm 79 short. But uh, that was a goal I set, and I think it's within reach, and I hope to get it sometime, uh, sometime in the middle of next year. Well, with that Southern Maryland club, you guys are a pretty successful outfit and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Eventually, though, one of the things that I really want to get into, because this is right in the sweet spot of my high school life growing up here in Gastonia. In 1989, the Gastonia Rangers were probably one of the best teams to ever play in this town. You were the manager in Augusta, Georgia, for the Augusta Pirates. Now, you spent a good amount of time in the Pirates chain at that time. If you will... Kind of give me the, give me an idea of just how good that Gastonia Rangers club was, and then kind of give me an insight as to how incredibly satisfying it was to take this group of Pirates and Augusta and beat them in the South Atlantic League Championship Series. Well, that that team was something special. That was 1989, and I, you know, we started 24 and six, uh, a team that got off to a hot start, kind of like we did last year in Southern Maryland. I think last year we were 22 and three at one time. Yes, sir. But, you know, that Gastonia club, it, unbelievable. You know, you look back at Pudge Rodriguez, who was a starting catcher at 17 years old. You, you look at Darren Oliver, who was a left-handed pitcher on that team that went on and played up close to 18 years in the major leagues. And, you know, Chris Colon played shortstop. And, and I look back, uh, you know, a guy named McCray was another lefty pitcher they had was outstanding. And, uh, uh, their manager was Gomez. I, I remember him for a lot of years, and uh, he did, he ran a great team. They were just a loaded team. I think they won close to 100 games that year, and they were by far one of the best minor league teams, you know, I'd ever seen, uh, playing wise and and managing. Uh, but it was my first full year to manage. I had a little team there in Augusta, Georgia, who won the first half. Uh, I think we finished 77 and 67 for the year and went over and beat Charleston for the semifinals. And then we meet up with the Gastonia Rangers in a best three out of five, three out of five. And, you know, it ended up upsetting them. It was a, uh, it was a big upset uh, beating a team that had won a hundred games right here in Gastonia. But, uh, you know, I look back on the reflection on that. They had a lot of guys off their team and went to the majors. I think we, I, I think I maybe had two and one of them wasn't even my first baseman. His name was Tim Wakefield. Uh, he really couldn't get used to the wooden bat, uh, being out of Florida Southern, leading the nation in home runs. But he was my first baseman that year. Of course, we turned him into a knuckleball pitch, and we know the rest is history. You know, with Tim Wakefield winning over 200 games in the major leagues with the Red Sox and, and the Pirates. But, uh, 
uh, Manny Romero, little catcher I had, I think got a couple coffee uh, with the Pirates uh, a few years later. But just a bunch of guys who were thrown together that uh, that all peaked out kind of at Double A. But that Gastonia team had multiple major league stars that went on and had great careers. And I guess Pudge Rodriguez would be the best one you could say there. But uh, just an upset. And that's baseball, you know. We won that league, and and uh, but. Uh, you know, great years here in Gastonia. I did come back uh, three years after that. Yes, sir. Uh, when I managed, uh, with, yeah, with the Texas Rangers. Marty Scott had called me to come over with them, and I spent the summer of 92 here with uh, uh, with uh, with uh, Walt Nodeck Williams. Uh, Walt Williams was a manager. Gary Milkey was there as a pitching coach. I was an assistant pitching coach slash bench coach slash first base coach, hitting coach. I did a little bit of everything. And then, of course, went on with the Rangers after that managing double A. But, yeah, I've spent two great summers here in, in Gastonia and, and still coming back after all these years. And it's always a pleasure to, to come back in Gastonia because I do have a lot of roots here. Well, you and you were on that final 1992 Gastonia Rangers club the very next year. That club would go to Hickory, North Carolina and become the Hickory Crawdads, and they were one of the organizations that co- kind of resounded in the the new renaissance of minor league baseball back in the 90s. You know, Stan, you, you've been able to see all of the movement and all of the changes in affiliated baseball, and you've also been able to have a very close seat in independent baseball. Stan, when, when I remember independent baseball really beginning to take hold with the Texas-Louisiana League, something I'm sure you're very familiar with, back in the middle 90s and then ultimately the Atlantic League to happen in the late 90s. How important is independent professional baseball for guys that are still looking to get that shot that might have been overlooked previously at one point in their career to get that entree back into the, the major leagues or even affiliated minor league baseball? Well, that's just a tribute to the great, uh, the great sport of baseball, the great country we live in. For these owners to go out and have this kind of site to say, "Hey, let's," uh, you know, if they're not affiliated, if they don't think they're good enough to be affiliated, it's a chance for kids out of college that doesn't get drafted, a chance for free agents, a chance for guys who maybe uh, got hurt on the on the road to the major leagues, uh, to go back to the minor leagues and the independent route and say, "Hey." I can still play this game. The guys know their backs are against the wall. They know that this is probably their last two raw, and they go there and, and make it a good product. This Atlantic League, I, I'm telling you, when I, I had managed AAA ball for four years with the Twins, and I came here uh, to see the Atlantic League, and I said, I don't I don't know what to expect here. This was back in 2015. And when I got the first week after playing, I said, man, this is on any given night, good double-A, good, good triple-A baseball. And uh, – you know, it's just a great product that the owners, uh, you know, a lot of the owners in, in the independent leagues were former, you know, major league affiliated owners. I know Frank Bolton, who started the Atlantic League, uh, owned numerous clubs that were affiliated back before, you know, the Atlantic League was developed 25 years ago. And I look back in the old Texas Louisiana League that I think started because of the because of the strike that year. 1994 was a major league strike. I think that year that that league kicked in the old Texas Louisiana league. It was, it was run by Byron Pierce and Jack Lazorco, a former teammate of mine with the angels was the commissioner and player procurement guy. And he went out and hired all managers into the league that were former major league players, myself being one, Jim Essien, uh, look back on Craig Minton, 
just so uh, Charlie Kerfield was in the league, uh, a lot of guys. So it's a good it's a good product. The independent ball is a route for guys that have a chance again to further their career. And you look at the Atlantic League, for example, there's a lot of guys that have come through this league the last 15 or 25 years. They've gone on and played in the major leagues. Rich Hill is a good example. I think still playing. And you know, we've had yes, two sir. guys out of uh, two guys out of Southern Maryland. Dustin Knight pitched for us three or four years ago. Uh, was in the major leagues right after he left Southern Maryland there for for three or four years with the Baltimore Orioles. So it's a dream come true. It's a league that was developed for that for that general purpose. And uh, I'm happy. It gives a lot of guys jobs. It gives the guys second hope. Uh, even managers like myself, it gives us a chance to stay in the game. And, you know, uh, guys who've managed triple-A ball before and double-A ball, now you got to go, you know, uh, spend six weeks in, in Minnesota with the major league team with Ron Garden hiring his staff one year. So uh, baseball is baseball, whether it's independent, affiliated. Uh, professional baseball is professional baseball. And this Atlantic League sure is, uh, sure is a lot of fun and a lot of competitive teams. And a lot of good, good, good baseball. A lot of good players come through this league, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Stan Clyburn here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Stan, I know you got to catch a bus, so I'm going to ask you one more question before we let you go. In 50 okay. years' time, there has to be, like, for instance, in the middle of August when your club's 10 games behind in the division standings and you're down 14-1 to in the seventh inning, I'm sure there have been plenty of times where you're like, okay, I've had enough of this, I'm done. But for 50 years, you've stayed with it. What is it? What's the one thing, if it is just one thing, that keeps you coming back year after year after year? Well, first of all, putting that uniform on is, is a privilege. You know, it's not a given. It's a privilege to put that uniform on, to lace the shoes up, and to go out and see young men compete. Go out there and see them try to live the dream of reaching the major leagues like I was fortunate enough to do as a player. And, uh, you know, I give my heart and soul as a manager to, to see that goal fulfilled for them. Now, it's up to them, no doubt, to go out and perform, but it's up to me to, to lead them in the right direction and get them where they're going. You know, wins and losses are going to happen. Wins. You know, it's icing on the cake. A loss is a tough pill to swallow still to this day. Uh, but I think the goal of w reaching 2,000 wins as a manager, not being selfish, it was just a personal goal I set as a 20-year-old kid to a guy who went on to be the all-time greatest and all-time winningest minor league manager in history, and, and that's Stan Wozniak. So, you know, you look back on, on that year, I set a goal. Just like I did as a kid, as a little league player, to set a goal to get to the major leagues, I reached that. Now I set that goal as a manager to get to 2,000. I'm within reach of that. So you know, the the game's endless. It's endless uh, opportunities out there. Not only as a manager or coach, but it is a player. It opens up avenues for relationships that go way beyond the game of baseball, as far as personal life. When we're all old and gray and and uh, we can always look back and reminisce on the great years. So it's just a total package of all that, and uh, I'm just glad to be still part of it. Well, Stan, I want to thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for what you've done for professional baseball all these years, for what you've done for the city of Gastonia, for the time that you were in town. Thank you 
for your contribution to baseball, I definitely have got to get you back on. I mean, as you get closer and closer to those 2,000 wins, I want to make sure that we can kind of help chronicle that as we move through the rest of the way. But I know you got to get on that bus. I'll see you in about an hour, hour and a half, and uh, best of luck to you the rest of the way. We'll definitely have you back on the show. Well, I appreciate it. I think it's a great thing that you do. You also that got that great voice <laughs> there at the ballpark. Uh, I really enjoy uh, PA announcers when I hear them. The passion they put into their to their business and their game makes a, going to the ballpark a lot of fun. But thanks for having me on. Uh, always love coming back here to Gascogne, and, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. And, and again, appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Dan. Folks, when we come back on the other side of the timeout, we'll put a bow on this Wednesday morning here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.